Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome folks to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, Shock to Life. By rely on lithium batteries. Tailor made lithium for your boat give you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out at relyonbattery.com. I'm Chris Brown along with Director of All Things Anglers Channel, Mr. David Jong, of course, Mr. Kenneth Grover. And we would like to welcome you to as what most refer to as just another one of those damn fishing podcasts. That's I heard that somewhere today, and I felt like, you know what? I appreciate that. I was here before you, and I'll be here after you're gone, but shit, here we are, just another effing old fishing podcast. Well, here, you know, the, be- the beauty of it is, if you want to listen, you can listen. If you don't, just don't. Exactly. That's exactly right, and that's exactly why I turned that podcast I listened to off, because it was just another damn fishing podcast, too, but it referred to all the other fishing podcasts out there that are just fishing podcasts, so... Anyway, it is what it is. It is April the 6th as we record this Autism Awareness Month. Y'all support those uh, that are affected by, auti- by autism, please. I'm sure John Cruz is doing his autism awareness uh, deal uh, going on this month and many others. So if you have a chance to get into an autism derby or something along those lines that supports it, please do. Uh, we would appreciate it. I would appreciate it. I have a nephew that's affected by it. And a great kid. And um, matter of fact, my dog's even got an autism awareness collar. You know, my wife decorates Georgia for every season. Thank God we're out of Easter, you know, and we can get on to other things. So now she's an autism awareness. But the little girl turns one this Sunday. So, of course, my wife wants to have a party. And, of course, that's going to involve, I, I don't know what. I saw something that involved a tutu and like a, Tiara, I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't even know. I just, I just walked away. So maybe you should have gotten a boy dog. <laughs> no, no, they're a pain in the ass. I like, I like my, I like my girl labs. I was just the one day a year my wife loves them, and that's on their birthday. So that's, uh, that's all it is to it. Other, other times she just cusses the dog, but otherwise, but on her birthday she's like, oh my god, it's her birthday, and then all of a sudden here we go. We got a cake and. All the fun stuff, so I'm sure that's uh, that's going to be a good uh, a good deal. But um, like I said, it is the week of April the sixth. Elites are on the Sabine River coming up this week. BPT heavy hitters are going off this week, and um, my Auburn University Bass Club, David, finally getting to go back fishing here in a couple of weeks. I had so many people that jumped my ass last week because as we recorded the podcast and as I was putting it up, a news release comes out from the uh, Auburn Plainsman that AU Bass Fishing will be reinstated on April 23rd. And so I got several texts to the hotline and several phone calls from people going, hey, you know your whole rant? Yeah, it wasn't worth anything. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. As we recorded it, it was still in effect, but, um, so y'all were just a little late listening to it. That's all I got to say. But, uh, so Auburn fishing team gets to go back fishing, uh, into April. I did reach out to, um, Logan Parks, their president, who is still their president and, uh, for the fishing team. And he is going to come on 
to the show. Once all this stuff kind of dies down a little bit, last Tuesday was kind of a crazy, crazy day for him as they were trying to get things reinstated, give their side of the story, and uh, it sounds like that works. So, and as well as all the support and people reaching out and bitching and complaining about it uh, across the industry, uh, that seemed to help as well. So, Good to have Mr. Grover back on Dale Hollow last week. And uh, we do have Adam Wagner, your winner, coming up here in just a little bit to talk about Dale Hollow. But I'd love to hear Mr. Grover's experience from last week's Toyota Series event. Well, it, it was interesting, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I, I, you know, by the time I got to the end, I, that's about as tired as I've been. It took me all weekend to get over it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had gone the weekend before just because I've never been to Del Hollow. And, and I knew conditions were more than likely going to change. I just kind of wanted to, to learn the lake right around and get an idea. So when I went back for practice, I could be more efficient and focus on areas I really wanted to fish. But uh, when I went back, the, the water was eight feet higher than it was when I was there the weekend before. Wow. Wow. Uh, they had a tremendous amount of rain uh, all day Saturday and Saturday night. And I didn't get there until Sunday morning because uh, we were doing ABT at Ufala right. that Saturday. And when I when I launched Sunday morning, I was launching right at the top of the boat ramp. Gosh. And when I got back that afternoon, the water had come up another couple of feet. Couldn't even see the boat ramp. Are you serious? Just in, just in that day? Yes. Wow. So uh, we ended up launching uh, in the parking lot the rest of the week, pretty much. Um, did, did it stabilize I, and stay that way the rest of the week, or did it just stay high? Let's see. It took um, it took probably till well, no, it kept coming up. We got more rain again Tuesday night. It almost stabilized Tuesday, and we got just enough rain Tuesday night that it, it started back up again a little bit. But it, it never did go down, and, and we were putting in at Sunset Marina, um, and it was the, the water was in the parking lot pretty much the whole time there. Right, right. Fortunately, their their boat ramp, one of their boat ramps, the one that I used, was right at the edge, so it really wasn't a problem getting in. There were uh, the other place that a lot of guys were using, Star Point Marina. That's where I put in Sunday and again Tuesday. That's the location that we were you pretty much had to be in the parking lot. And yeah. for the most part, when you backed in to get deep enough, your whole truck was in the water. <laughs> so launching by yourself was not an easy task. Uh, I had someone help me one morning, and uh, I actually, instead of launching where the boat ramp was, I launched where the parking lot was <laughs> that afternoon, and it worked out a little bit better. The parking lot was actually deeper than where the boat ramp was. But, wow. Wow. Um, but, you know, I really expected the fish – you know, to move up really quick. Typically when you have that, the fish, you know, go straight to the bank and, and you can pretty much forget the rest of the lake, mm -hmm. but they, they didn't seem to want to do that. At least not immediately. It seemed like once it stabilized or the longer that it was up, more fish just kind of trickled up. Um, and it kind of threw some of us for a loop. Um, and I, you know, I was rooming with two other guys and we weren't necessarily sharing locations as much as, you know, kind of, going over our day and what worked, what didn't work kind of thing. So sure. try to help each other out. And we were all kind of a little bit puzzled. It seemed like <laughs> the fish predominantly were holding on the old bank, you know, the, the normal level. 
Right. Um, and a lot of this, a lot of the lake is, you know, pretty sharp dropping banks. So you're not talking, you know, yards away. You're talking feet away. The difference in, in that eight feet difference is, is in a lot of cases, it's just two feet to 10 feet off. Right. Right. You know, where, you know, a place like Gunnersville, eight feet's, you know, it's, a long way off. It's a long way. Yeah, for sure. But, I, you know, I had a couple places that, that worked out pretty well. I was boat 197 day one. And when I got to the area that I wanted to start, they were, and it wasn't a very big place. There was already three boats there. So I kind of stayed in the area, kind of worked on some secondary stuff. And I had a, what I estimated to be a four plus on a spinner bait on a point. And uh, my partner was an older gentleman that day and he didn't hear me say, get the net. <laughs> and by the time the fish got to the boat, he, he had not moved yet. So dummy me tried to press the issue and started to boat flip the fish and it came unbuttoned right at the boat. No. So that was pretty early in the day. And that kind of, that kind of threw me off, but I'm, I made, you know, I made some, some moves. I went to uh, the wrong area of the lake for a while. I had a long day. I mean, being boat 197, sure. I didn't wait until five o'clock. Right. So I, I kind of knew it was going to be another partial practice day for me. I had a couple of areas. I thought I could catch some fish in uh, the pressure kind of pulled me out of there quicker than I would like. So I wanted to, kind of use that day to make sure I didn't miss anything in practice. So I made a pretty long run somewhere and into a Creek that had a tremendous amount of bait. Uh, the water color was good. Uh, there was one other boat when I got in there, I fished part of it and then left. I just didn't, I didn't feel like it was working. They didn't look like they had caught anything and it just didn't seem right. So then I made another long run back down the lake, which, you know, in the end was, was where majority of the fish were, were caught gotcha. from middle to the, to the lower end. Gotcha. And I got into a creek and I catch a three and a half pounder. Um, I just kind of ran out of time. It was a creek that I pre-fished in. And I knew there were, I knew there was bait then. I knew it should have held fish. I just kind of ran out of time. It was too late in the day when I got there. So that's where I went to the second day. The second day I went to where I, I lost that fish first and fished in there. And there weren't as many boats in there. Of course, I was boat 12 taken off. I was, <laughs> by the time I got there, I was really boat number two, but um, <laughs> I, I like that. I like that text message. You know, <laughs> you were. That, that's another story. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, I knew there was a four plus in there that I that I'd left the day before, so I was going to at least try to catch that. And I knew there were other fish in there, and I I catch, I catch a smallmouth pretty quick that is inside the slot. Okay. And then I which smallmouth have to be you can you can keep one between twelve and sixteen inches. Okay. And one over 21 inches. So okay. this one was like 16 and a half inches. Wow. Wow. And then I catch it. I catch a small, I mean, a large mouth that's short. So I couldn't keep it. And then, uh, what's, what was the length on large mouth? 15. 15. Okay. So the next, the next point down from where I missed that fish the day before, my co-angler catches one that weighed four or three. <laughs> that, looked pretty much identical to the fish that I lost the day before. So I'm, I was wondering if it was, uh, if it was the same fish. Right. Right. But, uh, we ended up having to leave there and then, uh, made, made the run back down, down the lake to the area that I had the one fish that I weighed in the day before. And there was about a 30 yard stretch on both sides of that Creek 
that was holding fish. And my co-angler catches one. He may have caught two. And then I started catching them. I, I ended up with, with a couple of fish that weighed 512 from that area. But it was it was a 30-yard stretch on both sides of that creek. I couldn't catch anything before it or after it on both sides. Wow. Wow. And then I tried to duplicate that in a few other creeks. and just didn't work out. And then it was a shorter day. I had to weigh in at 3 o'clock. So I just kind of ran out of time. But it's one of those things. And, and it's going to be interesting to talk um, to Wagner about, about some of his thought process. But... And I think ultimately what helped him is he was he was able to kind of pinpoint the areas that he knew held fish. Right. I, I bet he didn't have a lot of wasted time in his day. Sure. And I can look I can look back, especially day one. I had a lot of wasted time in my day. And it's kind of one of those tournaments you you couldn't afford to have wasted time during your day. Gotcha. Even with a long day, huh? Correct. Okay. But I, it's it's a great lake. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. Randy Howell kind of went on a bit of a rant one day that he weighed in about the fact that, you know, of the crazy slot on the smallmouth. But, you know, I don't really, I don't really have a problem with that. You know, after, after spending some time there, I, I caught a smallmouth that weighed 510 in practice. That I'm, I, I, if I swept the tail just right, it made 21 inches. Right. But, you know, to me, that, that's a, that's a special fish. And these, the smallmouth in this lake are built like tanks. Sure. Um, I I I would I'd hate it for that slot limit to go away and all of a sudden that fishery not have that kind of smallmouth in it. Right. Which right. my understanding before they did this, that's kind of the way it was. Sure. I mean, you you, you look at lakes with a slot limit, and yes, tournament anglers we're going to bitch about it because we're you know we're we're catching fish in that slot and not where it is. But you look at fork, you know, and their slot limit, and <clears throat> you know that's a reason why those tournaments pay. You know, for, you know, you see some tournaments, one there, like a Bass Champs event there, what they had, one was what, like 11 pounds? And it was one fish. And it was a yeah. single fish that, that weighed 11 pounds. That was the one over for the day that was weighed. Everything else was all unders. And then you look at the guy that won the Mega Bass a couple weeks ago, and it's like a 15-pounder. So there's a reason why that slot's there, because those fish grow. And it doesn't hurt them, and they get bigger. And that's why you have those trophy lakes. That's why those smallmouths like that, are you know they are special and having that kind of a slot makes it that much more special yeah i mean that you know i i, I would hate to see that go away um yeah. you know we know the, it, it's had the world record smallmouth caught in it before so that you know the genetics are there right right so you know and and i know and when i was there before the tournament you know there were a lot of people from from you know pretty good ways away there spending their weekend there I know it's a destination place. You know, we see that a lot here in our backyard with Gunnersville. Yeah. But Gunnersville's not the only place that's like that. The Del Hollow is obviously one of those that is a destination place for a lot of people. Sure. Sure it is. And I, that's the reason why. They're there to catch those smallmouth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got friends in Ohio that come down to, the, to that lake, you know, every year to, to not only fish, but, you know, do some recreational boating and everything else. So it's a, uh, it's definitely a great place. And I agree that that slot, you know, those lakes that have slots, they're there for a reason, and it's just going to carry on that lake's legacy for a long time and those fish. So Yeah, and, and, and it's not like we didn't know it ahead of time. I mean, you know, I knew it going in, and, I, you know, I, I did catch some really good smallmouth uh, both trips, but uh, I I knew they weren't going to help, really. Uh, right. Well, I say they weren't going to help. I, I, they seem to be easier to pattern than the largemouth. Right. I had a couple of areas I thought I might could catch some overs. 
But what I did is I focused on on catching largemouth and kind of had those in the back of my mind. It, if I had if I had gotten to a point where I had a limit of largemouth, I had a couple places I would go sit on and see if I couldn't catch an over smallmouth. But okay. you know, when you know it ahead of time, you just develop your game plan around it. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good to have you back on the show. Um, and we were pulling for you last week. We really were. And uh, but it's good to have you back uh, for sure. Um, did anybody, either one of you guys, see the Andrew Norby, 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 Norby? I can't pronounce your name. Norby. Andrew, I apologize. Norby. Yeah, His, first I'd heard of it, there were guys. Uh, we were sitting waiting to take off day two, and some guys were talking about it. Yeah, dude caught the caught the kind of hydroplane coming down a hill on his way to take off at Dale Hall, I believe. I, don't, I guess it was day one. Um, but, uh, the straps on the boat broke and it flipped it over the edge of a cliff. And I watched the video today. You can go to his, his uh, YouTube page, fishing with Norby, N-O-R-D-B-Y-E, um, Norby, Norby, whatever it is. Sorry, Andrew, I, you're from Alabama and I still can't pronounce your name. It sounds like something, something you see in Wisconsin is what, uh, is what it looks like, but, um, just kind of a little poke at David there, but kind of a weird deal, kind of a freaky deal is what it is. And it looked like both straps broke off the tongue. So I don't know what he hit or how he hit it, but, uh, man, that was, well, weird. the way, the way he explained it, you know, the trailer kind of swung around and was off the road sideways. Right. And then, then it looked like it hit a rock. I think the, I think when it hit the rock and tried to straighten up, that's what broke the straps. It's. It was it was going from you know sliding sideways to trying to straighten up. Straight it was up. just too much of too much at once. Yeah, yeah. So very good, uh, very good and, reminder to check straps. And it, and it was an older Stratus. It's possible that <laughs> some of the straps maybe should have been replaced before now. Probably so. I was going to say that same thing. It might uh, you might want to check the wear and tear on the straps just to be safe. I know I'm borrowing Jason's boat. I've got it here in uh, in my shop and. It's got a strap, but he's also got one of them cables that he hooks on it too, just to be on the safe side. So, and to be but, honest with you, that's really something we don't think much about. I mean, you know, we strap them down, we assume it's going to hold, and we go on. We don't really think anything about it. But after seeing that, it kind of, kind of puts it in a new light. No, it does. Things can happen that seem really freaky sometimes, and can happen very, very quick. That's uh, that's for certain. So. Uh, like I said earlier, we do have an exciting show for you guys tonight. Uh, Mr. Adam Wagner, who looking at his career stats over on MLF, FLW, whatever you want to call it, he's got 16 career wins and 70 top tens out of 176 total events fished. He's got a title appearance, what used to be known as the Cups, and he's won over a half a million dollars fishing. Uh, what looks, I think he spent a season on the, uh, on the tour back in 09, uh, 2010, maybe, but, um, half a million dollars in winnings and brought home a nice little bonus as well. This past week, uh, the Phoenix boats bonus, $35,000 on top of that, uh, whatever he won. So 86,000, I think total in, in, in prize money. And then ended up winning another little bit uh, from Phoenix. So that always helps as well. But, um, I mean, contingencies have just gone crazy, you know, this these past few years. And, I mean, it makes sense. That's definitely the way to do it, for sure. Well, he's had a lot of success, uh, not only, you know, in that area of the country. You know, uh, 
there in, I think, Cherokee, but mm-hmm. a lot of other places. Yeah, that's for sure. So let's go into a quick little break. When we come back, we'll welcome in Adam Wagner to the show, talk a little bit about Dale Hollow and uh, how he won in October versus how he won this past weekend as he is a back-to-back Toyota Series winner on Dale Hollow Lake. So y'all hang tight. We'll be right back with more right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Hey, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglers channel and use our special promo code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. (laughs) I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Center brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. If you don't believe me, just ask our own Kenneth Grover. I get I get weekly updates from Kenneth when he's fishing a tournament on how well his, his dual pro chargers are doing and his rely on batteries. So appreciate that, Kenneth. That's, uh, that's a big deal. Excited to welcome in your most recent Toyota Series winner, from on uh, well on Dale Hollow, but he's from Cookville, Tennessee. Mr. Adam Wagner, Adam, I bet you got eighty six thousand reasons to be excited tonight, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> had a good had a good week last week. Yeah, I would say so. But you're no stranger, dude, to uh, to that lake. Looking back at you know your career wins and stuff. I mean, obviously you won there back in October of last year as well. And, um, I mean, BFL wins there and everything else. So, obviously, and looking looking through this list, you know, Old Hickory, Tim's Ford, Percy Pree, Center Hill, Gunnersville. I mean, you've got, um, you've got quite the resume going, you know, for, uh, you know, for, for what you do over there. Yeah, I've had a good run. Um, 
I really love Dale Hollow. It just suits my style of fishing. Uh, I grew up on Center Hill Lake, and it, it, they fish a whole lot of like. And um, just uh, that's just one of those lakes that's real special. But just uh, and last week just fell. I mean, with the rain coming on uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, just it just with the cold front couldn't have, it couldn't have been more perfect for me. <laughs> so where that freaks out a lot of guys, then and, it, and it, it sets up good for you. Well, the water obviously rising, kind of. I mean, that I'm sure that played into your into your wheelhouse as well, because I'm sure that kind of mentally freaked out a lot of people that were coming in for this tournament. Absolutely, yeah, because I, I think uh, I started practicing on Saturday, and I, I, I'm not sure. I really didn't keep up with it, but I want to say it came up uh, from Saturday to the first day of the tournament. It had to come up seven foot. Um, so you went from, you know, just a little below summer pool to four or five foot above summer pool, and that, that really, really makes that like, you know, if the fish get up, really shallow it makes them it makes them hard to get to on that like really hard to get to okay all right well i understand when you won back in october you were out you you were fishing deep but this year when you won or this past weekend i mean you you were up obviously shallow as you could get weren't you i was i i caught them in most about all of my bites came in less than three foot of water um it was just a matter of getting to them it was uh you know sometimes you'd have to work your way through trees, jump logs, and just, you did what you had to do to get to them. I mean, they were, they were as far back in the creeks as you could, as you could get. Okay. All right. Kenneth? Um, let's, let's go back to, to before all the rain. I, I, I got to imagine that you, you were already kind of running through your head, maybe what you should be doing, you know, probably the week before, uh, you know, official practice started and the water was a little bit below normal pool if the water had stayed stable how much how much different would, would your pattern have been i mean would you have been in a completely different area of the lake or would you have still been in somewhat the same area of the lake that you fished i think i would have wound up in a different area of the lake i think um in terms of uh you know with the rain i it uh it's kind of hard to say it, i would have looked i probably would have looked for more watercolor my bites came from down lake and and normally you know with that much rain you we got watercolor on the lower end and that doesn't happen very often and uh right because those are like the, the smartest largemouth i've ever tried to catch down there and and yeah it would have definitely changed my game plan it, had it not rained like it did definitely what what was the watercolor down there where you were fishing uh, it went from crystal clear to like just uh, and, and some of the creeks had had you know just just a good good stain. I'm not gonna say it was muddy, just a good stain. Uh, that lower end is really hard to get get muddy, but uh, uh, you know just a good stain in the creeks. If you came out of the creeks, it, it just had you know just a real light stain. You know, and even some of it were still pretty clear on the main lake, but uh, but in the creeks it had it had pretty good pretty good color. Okay, all right. That was the first time I'd fished Del Hollow. I'd, I'd been there the weekend before, before uh, we, you know, we were there for practice, but that's really my first trip. But interesting thing is it, it really, the watercolor varied depending on where you were. It didn't, you know, a lot of places you kind of, you know, it gets muddy, you know, up, up the river and kind of as you go down, it clears up. But this one really varied depending on what creek you went by. Some creeks had a lot yeah, more color than others. And I'm sure yeah, that probably oh, yeah. helped you prepare for this as well because you understood how that was going to work out. 
Yeah, there's certain amount. There's certain creeks that'll that'll muddy and clear a lot faster than others, and then you got the Obi that never. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if anybody went up there, but yeah, I didn't see it being a player at all because right. so much. I mean, it was that was as bad as I've seen that up the river uh, up the Obi. That was just it was terrible. And it moved down the Obi every single day too. It was almost to the mouth it of it by the time we we got to the last day yeah. of the tournament. Yeah, it uh, it was it was moving on down. It was it was star point by Friday, I think. It was maybe even below that toward the mouth of the Wolf River. It was it was terrible. <laughs> I'd heard of a few guys fishing in there, but it wasn't many. Uh, there was a lot of guys searching for clearer water. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. But. Um, I don't know. As far as it went with me, I didn't. I I thought there would be a lot more fishing pressure where I was, and it it wasn't too bad. Um, you know, I thought everybody'd be looking for clear water, and I'm sure everybody was. But uh, uh, you know, what I was fishing, I, I I didn't I didn't have a problem getting on anything I wanted to get on, which is really unusual in a 200 boat tournament. Sure. Well, you know, I, I stayed with two other guys, and, and it looked like when when we were practicing, it looked like a lot of the fish were still relating to the old, you know, the normal pool um, riverbank. So I, I think a lot of guys may have got keyed into that and didn't get as shallow as maybe you went. Seemed like maybe the fish, nah, fish kind of moved in there as, as the week went on. Right. Well, for me, when we had the big rain Saturday into Saturday night into Sunday morning, um, I went Sunday practicing, and I had 24 bites flipping. And on Monday, I think I had eight bites flipping. And then on Tuesday, the last day of practice, I think I had four bites. So it got worse each day. But if I pulled one up to see it, they were all big ones. I mean, it was just – so I was praying for rain on Tuesday night. And I knew if – if I had rain Tuesday night, that those fish would pull right back up because they were pulling back out. And when that, I started running down the lake and I could see the, when as I was running, I was looking up in the hollers and I could see white running down the hillside. And I thought, oh, <laughs> this is going to be good. And it, it was, I mean, it just, I didn't have a ton of bites. I think I caught nine, but nine, I, the smallest one I had was a three and a half pounder that I caught that day. Wow. And they were, you had to hit, you had to hit, your bait had to hit the run in. And then they were right there, right where the water fell into the lake. Now, were, were these clean run ins or did they have a lot of trash in them? Some of them had trash, some of them were clean. Um, most of them had trash. I just took that, just kept shaking that weight and trying to get it to go through. And when it fell through, you better be hanging on and right. you'd have to drag them out. You know, Kenneth, this reminds me of some of the stuff that you and I have talked about in the past with Smith Lake down here and those big rains and those run-ins. And it's just, for me, as a shallow water guy, it's hard for me to pass up water rolling into a, rolling into a body of water like that. Because you know something's got to be there around it somewhere that, you know, potentially could be, a, you know, a fish. So. Well, I, you know, I think that there's a, a few similarities with Del Hollow and Smith Lake and the fact that it's a lake, you don't really have a lot of current. You either have wind that creates current or water coming in like that. Right. So these, these fish don't have that opportunity very often, so they obviously take advantage of it. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. For sure. Well, Adam, let's talk about bait selection because I understand you want it on a, on a tube. Is that right? I caught them all on a big bite bait uh, tube crawl. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, half ounce weight. I, I had I had one rig with a half ounce, and I had one rig with a five eighth ounce tungsten, just to get you know, if it was a little bit. If I couldn't get my half ounce through. Okay. But the majority of the fish I caught, I caught on a half ounce weight. And uh, what was your preferred color? Uh, watermelon uh, red flake. Hey, oh watermelon red. I like that. That's good. That's uh, that's good. So twenty three fifteen on day one, and then thirteen oh two on day two, sixteen ten on day three. Let it wire to wire for fifty three eleven on the win. Um, I mean, obviously a big day on day one. What changed from day one to day two? Uh, the cold front definitely. Um, the run ins got cold. It was still running most of the places where I caught them uh, on the. Uh, on Wednesday, we're still still running in, but it gotten a lot colder. And I tried that first thing, and it didn't work. Those fish had already left, and I could back out from from where the run ins were. I came out maybe fifty yards, and I started flipping like the sides of the of those those hollers were, you know, from a point maybe halfway back into the holler. And they, most of these places where I caught them were short, little short pockets. They weren't they weren't big pockets. And I was, those fish had backed out, and and it was just a matter of just covering as much water as I could just to get those five bites. Because I, I mean, it was really hard to get. Like, that was all I had was five bites all day. Gotcha. And uh, and they were not anywhere around those run-ins, so it was just same area, but they were they were just backed out from those run-ins. Okay. Um, and I, I just I managed I managed to squeak squeak out five, and they were all males, no females, like it was on on wednesday because wednesday was all females that i caught right and uh, and they were they were gone <laughs> on uh thursday well yeah you know, i mentioned to chris earlier uh in our podcast about the fact that this tournament was really important not to spend time in dead water how long did it take you to realize they weren't going to be in the run-ins and you made that adjustment uh it didn't take me long i probably fished mm, i'm gonna say i fished three of them and I saw real quick, and, and I could tell, you know, the water went from 56, 57 on, on uh, Tuesday or on Wednesday to, you know, 53 to 54, occasionally 55. And that really affects those fish on that lake. I've, I've seen that happen several times. Um, I, I want to be a fail a couple of years ago over there. And same same situation, you could go in a, in a fish run-in that had 51-degree water and you wouldn't get a bite. But if you went in one that had fifty three degree water, you would there would be a whole school of them sitting in there. I mean, just just two degrees difference made a huge difference. So, hmm. Right. Yeah, I just I changed up pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I I, I knew that had to be the case. So you only got five bites, so you you didn't spend a lot of time in wasted water. You you made that adjustment and made the made the most of your day. Right. Well, obviously a uh, a nice jump in points for you. Fifteenth in points right now on. Um, on the central side and uh what's coming up next is it chickamauga yeah uh, of course i got a bfl this weekend back at dale at dale hollow but yeah <laughs> the uh, the next toyota series at, at chickamauga coming up so Looking you're trying to that. you're trying to keep a lot of things a little quiet then aren't you for the uh, for this weekend's event huh? uh, <laughs> i think it's too late <laughs> <laughs> i think it's too late now <laughs> You know, for the right price, we can hold this. We can hold pushing this podcast out for a couple of days. You know, for the uh, yeah, that'd be good. That'd <laughs> so, be good. For the, something tells me he's going to make the right adjustment anyway. I, I think so. I think so. So, 
$86,000 on the win. I mean, dude, that's a heck of a payday and obviously a nice little contingency there from Phoenix. Absolutely, man. Phoenix has really come on board with with MLF, and that's just awesome. I mean, it just and I and I've been running the Phoenix for a lot of years now, and I'm just I'm glad to see that happen. That's a it's just that bonus money is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I would say so for sure. So for sure, <laughs> that's a difference maker. Absolutely. Yeah, and in the BFLs too. I mean, it's 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 just it's crazy, right? How much you can win in a in a single day event. You know, this weekend, and if I won again this weekend, it would be a, a fifteen thousand dollar payday. Wow, that's, just, that's for one day that you, you can't beat that. No, right. no, not at all. Now, let me ask you this real quick: Was there any? Um, I mean, I know you you have fished the the pro circuit for a year or so, and but I mean, you got guys like Thrift and a few others there behind you, Derek Rimmitz and uh, Ryan Salsman and a few others there behind you going out on the last day. Any nerves at all, or are you just going doing your thing? Uh, I mean, yeah, leading wire to wire is going to make you nervous. I mean, if I, it, you know, it didn't bother me as bad when I won back in the fall, you know, because I was coming from behind. Right. So, I mean, I, of course, I was excited, but leading wire to wire, you lose a little sleep when you do that. Because um, <laughs> I really wasn't sure what to expect. I had saved one little area for the last day, and uh, and I was just hoping that it would work out, and it uh, it absolutely did work out, but. Uh, when I got when I got my fifth fish on the last day, I was pretty comfortable that I I was going to be really hard to beat. Sure. Well, nine pound. Even, uh, you know they would. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, even yeah, so I, you know you would they would have had to have twenty plus to to beat me. Not not that it's not doable. It was just that was some pretty tough conditions during that tournament. Sure. Sure. David. Adam, so there was a lot of fuss that was made about you know the. Um, the slot limit for the smallmouth there. And you were the only guy that weighed uh, a limit every day uh, and on the last day as well. One of the very few guys had a full limit. So uh, how much of your creel uh, consisted of smallmouth? Uh, none. Uh, that's the thing about tournament fishing on Dale Hollow. You cannot, I mean, you cannot target smallmouth. That is one thing. And I, that slot's been on there for, I don't know how many years. It's been there since I was probably probably my 20s so i mean it's been there for a long time um you can't you just can't go fish for them i mean plain and simple you can't you just can't do it you're wasting your time because you're not the odds that you catching a 21 incher are slim to none and it's just to me you know i just i don't i don't look for them i mean i go fun fishing for them but i certainly don't go target them in a tournament because you are wasting your time Gotcha. Do you think that that helps you sometimes? Because some guys kind of get caught up in there is a potential of catching an over, or maybe they don't understand uh, the difference in targeting largemouth or targeting smallmouth. They they think they can catch the two in the same places, which does happen sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure it does, and, and I occasionally do I catch them. I'll catch them, you know, together. But yeah, I, I'm I'm sure it does. Um, I'm sure a lot of guys will think, well, I can catch, you know, I can catch me an under smallmouth or an over smallmouth and maybe a largemouth here, but golly, you, it, you get onto a school of four pound largemouth or a four pound smallmouth and, and they're all 18 to 20 inches. You're just, I mean, all you're doing is fun fishing, you're, but you're not going to win any money with them. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I caught a five pound, 10 ounce Sunday, Sunday morning that I barely could get it to touch 21. Wow. And I had to work to get <laughs> it to touch 21. It was a, <laughs> yeah. it was a football. Yeah. 
Yeah, I average, and I, I fish for them over there in the wintertime a lot, and I average about three 21 inches a year is it, and and I, I fish over there a lot. So they're, they're not the easiest things to catch. Wow. Well, dude, congratulations on your win. Uh, that's awesome. And what a, what a payday and to do it wire to wire, that's even better. So, uh, congratulations on that. And thanks so much for your time tonight. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me on. I, I, I appreciate it. And, uh, good luck this weekend. We look forward to seeing your name, hopefully in the, uh, in the headlines here again this weekend. Well, I hope so too. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Phoenix might not want to see you in the headlines this weekend, but we we we, we, we I won't be there. Go ahead and win. We'll definitely be looking for it. So that's I'll, for sure. Well, I'll sure try. There you go. Thanks, Adam. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. See, see ya. There you go, guys. Adam Widener, your Toyota Series champ from Dale Holler. I'll just go ahead and tell you before the tournament started, we all knew his name was going to be up. There. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. He's uh he's one of those that you're you know, one of those guys that you know you're it's you know, kinda like Shane Pallet you follow, right? I mean he's it's just yep. that's that, that's what they do and that's what they're good at. And uh so congratulations to him. That was uh, a great win. Well, take a quick little break when we come back, we'll do our you pick'ems and then uh see what other kind of trouble we get into right here on the Anglers Channel Insider Podcast. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visitlakehartwell.com. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Uh, we're going to jump into the Ranger Boats Bass Wrap-Up real quick and uh, talk a little bit about some of the you pick from last week. I have to apologize. Ray Kilby, you caught me. I'm sorry. And for the others that have emailed me or texted me or called or just pretty much jumped my ass, I'm sorry the email didn't go out first thing Monday morning. I apologize. I got busy, but it was on the website. It was there. David said it was there. He he put his picks in there, but the email went out. I'm just trying to make sure everybody sees it and there's no kickbacks. And you guys don't you guys can stop unfollowing the emails, all right? Or quit to stop unsubscribing. So Monday it'll go out first thing. I promise you'll have it. It'll be early. You'll wake up to it next Monday. 
for the following week. I'll, I'll make sure it's there. Kenneth's like, oh, well, surprise there, but I'll make sure it's there. Watch, I'll forget <laughs> something will happen. So, David, let's uh, let's jump in some some of the, some uh, results real quick. Is when I add, you know, I I did notice it because you know I, I it's one of the first things I see in the morning is that lovely email from English Channel reminding me I got to put my picks in, and I know I write CB pretty hard when he you know has a few goof ups here and there. So I did, I figured he had a long weekend, so I, I gave him you know a little bit slack just to kind of catch up. <laughs> a few goof ups here and there. <laughs> Where's your mute button? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I, listen, I ain't listen. Trust me, everybody calls me out on them, so it's uh, it's it's quite all right. I, I get it. You know, I mean, what do you expect from just from just another little full fishing podcast? You know, I mean, you can't expect a whole lot, right? So, anyway, have at it, brother. All right. So, first up, MLF Toyota Series event in Dale Hollow, as we've been talking about, and. And the winner was today's guest, Adam Wagner, leading at wire to wire with a total of 53 pounds and 11 ounces over three days of fishing. And your your winner from the U Pickums, Russell DeCamp, with 52.12. He was the uh, closest one to it. So congratulations, Russell. You're our unofficial leader for the next 32 seconds. So. <laughs> I just uh, I know there was a few, uh, I guess third place was fellow sportsman warehouse pro Brian Thrift. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is I'm not saying anything. This is Brian's first just year say BPT. It. Just say it. But you know, again, maybe it, it, things will play out a little bit different. But after Skeet Reese winning, uh, what was it the basketball in the post circuit event earlier this year? Do you think that some guys really are just better off in a five fish format? I'm going to let Kenneth touch that one real quick. Um, I I think there's no doubt that majority of those guys are more comfortable with the five fish tournament. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to deny what Hackney's doing over at, uh, you know, in the elites. And it's hard to deny what, um, you know, what some of these guys are doing like this. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree that, you know, they, they probably should be. But Thrift made a post last week, and Kenneth actually sent it to us that said, and he was holding a big small mouth, and he said, I'll probably, what, have a big limit, but I won't. I'll, I'll zero in the tournament. Is that what he said? Something yeah, I think like he said he'd have 20 pounds, but he wouldn't weigh anything in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, just because of the slot and things like that. But And the large mouth were hard to find last week. So, uh, yeah. that's he, uh, he obviously figured it out pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah really quick. And I, I hate to say it, but – Looking at the uh, looking at the picks, um, it looks like Michelle may have beat us all for this uh, for, for this one. Uh oh! So <laughs> she's got it. She's on a roll. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is on a roll, and that 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 one really really scares me right now. So, but uh, it's all right. We'll figure it out. So, all right. What else all you got? All right. So next up is the Collins Bash for Cash series. On Kerr Lake, and I believe it, the the weight was close to what our last week's guest, uh, uh, Ryan McCarthy, caught. But because the winning weight there was just shy of eighteen pounds, with a seventeen ninety five, taking first place there to Tony Woodard and Bo Gosvener. Okay, yeah, all right, I'll I'll go with that. Uh, Richard Pilney uh, was our U pick was winner with seventeen ninety. Is what that was. And then let's see. 
Michelle had 10, 9, I had 19, 10, and I forgot to mention we had a new we had a new surprise picker show up in our in our you pickums this past week. Guy by the name of John B. And I don't I didn't think much about John B being in my name <laughs> list for a while until I got down to his email address and it says jburnatanglerschannel.com and I'm like, well, holy shit, boss man's playing now. <laughs> but boss man was high too, so he and I both sucked that one up. So, And, um, you know, since everybody else didn't seem to get their picks in in time, it looks like Michelle wins two points this week. <laughs> well, I'm not going to miss another week. Fresh, fresh competition. Fresh competition. This is good. This is really I like good. It. This is really good. But I will say our numbers are still up. Which is great to see. So we appreciate everybody. Uh, everybody. Let's, let's see if old JB joins in the, the two weeks in a row. Uh, we'll see. You're right. We'll see. He's got the email, so he should uh, he should at least play somewhat. So, all right. What else you got, David? All right. Next up, the 42nd annual Lake Norman Shrine Club event was on Lake Norman. Unfortunately, I don't have the results, but I hear good old CB's got the winning weight there. Well, the uh, our good friend Chuck Dixon from the Shrine from the Shriners, he sent me the results. 14.1 is what won that one, and um, that was Aaron Die and Nolan Sanders. If Aaron Die sounds familiar, that's Elite Series Pro Rob Die's son, who lives on the lake. So, Aaron, you should win every one of them that goes on there because I hear you're a hell of a stick. But uh, so, yeah, Aaron died, Nolan Sanders, 14.1 pounds. And Rob Brown takes the point, a relation, 13.54 um, for Rob. And then let's see, I guessed, well, what was this? Yeah, well, let's just, say, let's just say Michelle is continuing to kick her ass this week. So. We will. Get, Is we she will, bringing the broom out? This uh, week? She must be. She might sweep the whole damn thing. That's that's really really bothering me right now. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's where we're well, at with that. So maybe this means she'll she'll actually come on the show again. Maybe she's so. She's kind of been missing in action. She has been. She has been. We may have to. We might have to see if she's available. You know, and get like her if back. you can't join at least once a month, then maybe your picks shouldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like that. I like that, especially if you're going to play here with uh, with those of us and in, uh, in, in this deal. So, yeah, that sounds good. I'll see what I can do for that one. So, all right, David, what else you got? All right. Next up is the Fishing Stuff Extreme event on Lake Dardanelle. And with a 1882 winning weight, the team of Mark McDonnell and Quincy Hochin took the W there on Lake Dardanelle. Okay. And uh, 1882, Mr. John Patria. And I say Mr. because that's the way it's pronounced, or that's the way it's sent in. Mr. John Patria grabs that point with an 1875. And um, lo and behold, I grabbed that point. How about them apples? I finally pick one, I get one. So uh, I picked it 18 even is what my pick was on that. So... Michelle was well lower than that, and uh, John was at 16. So, yeah. So, I'll take that point. And I know the Pride of the South on Lake Mitchell, as of us recording this, we do not have results as of yet. I have asked for them. I have requested them. So, hopefully, I will get those. And when I do, I will update the website with those results uh, here shortly. So, uh, in the clubhouse, leading right now, a tie, four-way tie, Russell DeCamp, 
Richard Pilney, Mr. John Patria, and Rob Brown, all with the point apiece. Between us girls, Michelle leads with three. I've got one. And um, it's a sad day, boys. That's all I'm going to say. So, it's a sad it's sad early. day. It is early. You're right. It is It is a very, very early. Uh, that's for sure. So let's go ahead and do the um, the countdown to Blast Off, brought to you by Costa Sunglasses real quick uh, while we're talking about this, because you do have until midnight tonight, Wednesday, April the 7th, to get your picks in. Let me pull up the uh, the old website here. If, you can, if you're looking for the, the, uh, the contest, you can go to – um com. click on the contest tab over all the way over to the right click on the contest tab and then that will take you directly to the U pickums. It's free to play, it's easy to play. Hell I even give you a hint on uh, on some weights there. But uh coming up this week, the Major League Fishing Toyota Series Grand Lake event. I think this is a Plains event. Is that right, Ken? Something like that? On Grand Lake, April 8th through the 10th. This is a Wednesday, Thursday, I'm sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday deal. Uh, Three-day total winning weight. Looking for that in pounds and ounces, please. Uh, If you'd like to win it, make it in pounds and ounces. If you don't want to win it, then make it whatever you want to. But pounds and ounces would be great. We're also going to pick the Bassmaster Elite Series on the Sabine River. April 8th through the 11th, uh, that's a Thursday through Sunday. We'll need your four-day winning weight, and that in pounds and ounces. If you've never been to an Elite Series event and you have a chance to go to one, um, of course, I'm not sure how it is right now with COVID protocols, but the crowds at the Sabine are insane. I've been there twice for tournaments, and it is absolutely insane there at the Sabine. So great people, great place. I bet it'll be good this time. It should be. It, it really should be. I, I know a lot of that's lifted, especially down that area. I saw where the Texas Rangers had a ball game yesterday, and they had over 40,000 in the stands. So that was uh, that was a big deal. So y'all be safe down there, but enjoy the Sabine. That'd be a fun place to fish, I think. I don't know, but it looks it, it all looks fishy, but there's just a lot of it, right? So, but, um, so yeah, so those are all pounds and ounces for the Toyota Series on Grand, for the Elite Series on the Sabine. Then we're going to go to the BFL Gator Division on Lake Okeechobee. So I need a single-day winning weight on that, and I believe that's pounds and ounces as well. Is that right, Ken? I was, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, David, because David, you, you got to call me out on the damn air. I tell you, every freaking time I saw it, and I, I I didn't send it to my uh, I did not send this to my my editor in time to have it checked. But he is uh, he's gonna he's gonna get me he's gonna he's gonna get me fixed up here. I have a feeling. So we'll get that changed as well. Pounds and ounces on that one would be great. Uh, Gary Division on Okeechobee that should be a decent event, Kenneth. You know Okeechobee is not what it used to be, but uh, you. The fishers, I mean, it still has a lot of good fish in it. So it, it's probably going to be like, you know, really strong weights up top and fall off quick. Right, right. Now, these last two I know are in Pounds and Hunters because we've picked them before. Carolina Bass Challenge on beautiful Lake Hartwell, home of the 2022 Bassmasters Classic. Single day winning weight on Saturday in Pounds and Hundreds, please. That would be great. This is CBC on Lake Hartwell. 
Um, I'm assuming it's out of, out of uh, um, what's the ramp I just lost? I almost called green it pond? Green Pond. I wanted to call it Goose Pond, but it's Green Pond. Sorry, I got my legs mixed up. So CBC on Hartwell, single-day winning weight, pounds and hundreds, please. And then the Big Bass Tour making their way over to Table Rock. I need the overall Big Bass for the weekend. Not for one day, not for three days. I need the overall Big Bass for the weekend. And pounds and hundreds, please, do not send me a five-fish weight for three days. It's not going to take 65 pounds to win this tournament. It's going to take one fish. It's not going to take 19 pounds to win this tournament. If it does, I'll kiss you on the lips. But it's not going to happen. So, um, But single overall Big Bass, pounds and hundreds, uh, give that to me. you got until midnight tonight, Wednesday, April the 7th, to get those in and uh, play our little game. I have – where did it go? Y'all, hang on. I, I got something for you. I'm going to show you what I got. This, y'all can't see this on the podcast, but but the boys can because they're on Zoom. But I have, a, I have a little surprise for the winter this week – or uh, this month, rather. I have a brand new Yeti backpack. This is the Crossroads Backpack 27. Built for day trips and the daily grind. This is a really nice backpack. It's going to go, you know what, I could probably fill it up with something. I'm just not sure what I'm going to fill it up with yet. That's going to go to the winner, along with the trophy of the April You Pick'ems. So it's uh, it's a very cool deal. Um, you should get online and check it out. So go ahead. Say it, Kenneth. Now, the, <laughs> the trophy is a big deal in, in and of itself. It's a, it's a huge deal. But that Yeti backpack is a nice little deal to sweeten the pot. There. It, it, it is. It is a nice little pot sweetener. It is. But the trophy, and see, you missed last week, and we're thinking about David and I are thinking about taking all the monthly winners, right after you know at, at the end of the year, all the monthly winners, and maybe in January we'll do like a championship round, right? Or so I don't know yet, but I'm thinking that I, I know you know was was Preston ever in martial arts? Was he ever in, ever in karate? No. no, but I, David, were you ever in that or your kids? No. You know, you know the trophies they have, Kenneth, that are like this tall. They're taller yes. than David, right? Yeah, yes. we're gonna get one of them. We're we're gonna do a championship at the end of this deal. <clears throat> right now, well, Bert Sites and Chris Pease is in, so we're gonna do a little championship. I think at the end of this deal, we'll figure something out with that. So, well, it needs to be a month that we have a lot of tournaments to choose from. Well, it, 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 yeah, and we may have to do this for the rest of the year, and then and then hold. We may have to pull like a red crest move and like <laughs> push it out, you know, and then change the month and then change the month again or change the date or change the look. I don't know. We'll figure something out, but you know, yeah, then no one will know what's going on. Well, you know, we're just nobody listens. We're just a little old fishing podcast. We, can, we can nobody, do it for TV and then we'll air it a year later. And nobody, no really nobody know. listens. You're exactly right. We could do this made for TV and we can. I got a, I got a text the other day on the hotline. Somebody said, what cup did Octafoe win? Nobody knew he was even fishing a cup. Or that was even what what did he win? And I can't even tell you. I really couldn't, dude. Go to the website, majorleaguefishing.com. I don't know if it's there or not. I couldn't tell you. But uh but yeah, so I think we're gonna do something like that and uh have a lot of fun. So tell you what, guys, hang tight. We're gonna take a quick little break. We come back, we'll do a couple little news and notes, and then uh and get out of here and get you guys back on the water right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Oh, <laughs> 
As bass fishermen, we love having gear that lets us spend more time on the water. But what happens when your battery dies and you can't make it back to the ramp? Well, eliminate your fear with rely on lithium batteries. These batteries are essential when starting and running your boat. They offer shorter charge times and more usable capacity without any late-day voltage sag. They're also incredibly lightweight compared to lead-acid batteries and are practically maintenance-free. Rely on batteries lets you focus on your next big catch so you can make it back to the ramp in time for weigh-in. Learn more at relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off. That's relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel for 10% off using the code anglerschannel at checkout. What are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Time for some news and notes brought to you by Hummingbird Electronics, Men Coder Total Motors, Talent, and Raptors Shallow Water Anchors. I got to see the Raptors in, well, basically working at, uh, at Pickwick. Spent a little time with Bill Lowen, and um, I got to see that. If you didn't read the, you should read the article that uh, we put up last week along with the video. Um, pretty proud of that video. As a matter of fact, I shot that, edited that, put it together. David was the first one to ever see it. So David, you should feel honored or <laughs> just, you know, I don't know what, but, uh, anyway, got to see the Raptors in, uh, in, in play and, uh, they're pretty impressive. So excited to get those on the, the new Ranger here, if it ever shows up and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll go. I, I think you should mount them on the wall behind you there. So I might have to, at least I might have, have to have the remote. That, you can see how they work. I can, I can, them in. I can push the I can push the remote and I can trap the dog, right? I can try to try to pin the dog down with them. That'd be that'd be even better. So that'd be really good. Or the cat, one of the two back here, as they continually you know fight him off us behind me. But yeah, so excited to uh, get those on along with all the electronics that are sitting here in my office and um, go from there. So yeah, excited about that. And I do want to give a shout out. Um, last week I got a call from my buddy Mark Pizer at Trickstep. And uh, just out of the blue, just call, check on things, see how things were going. We talked for, you know, a good 30 minutes or so. And uh, what a heck of a guy. Really enjoy talking to Mark. Really, he's one of those guys that not only are you excited about the products, but you're excited about the people that are behind the products, right? And uh, there's a lot of invitations out there on, on boat steps now, two-step, three-step deals or manufacturers trying to make them themselves. But there's only one trick step. And we talked about this. I actually told him about this, but went down and was uh, working with the elites, following them around on, on Pickwick. And I, I was in Jason's boat, which he has a trick step on his. And um, we, you know, put in the Trace Creek and while or the, the bridge there at the Trace Creek ramp uh, or bridge um, or the Parkway Bridge, whatever it's called. Anyway, real flat <clears throat> ramp, not, not very deep at all. And, um, that the trick step was the difference in me being wet from my knees down 
or not being wet at all. And uh, it was a huge, huge deal. So it, it also helps when you're trying to launch in parking lots. Yes, it does. No, you're exactly right. Yes, launching parking lots or just getting in a boat, period, on land. I mean, we do this every week with Kenny Kerner, our TV producer, <clears throat> as he tries to crawl on a boat, and we're like, dude, use the damn step. And he's like, oh, I forgot. And then he goes up there and uses it, and it's just like, it's it's so easy. I mean, it's so easy David could use it, which is amazing. So, I mean. You know, I, I get people all the time stop. I mean, I have the trick step on mine, and I, I talk about it all the time. People stop me in the parking lot, my my. Um, co-angler day one, uh, started asking me about it. Yeah. Uh, he was an older gentleman. And, uh, I mean, it's a product that's pretty easy to talk about, you, you know, especially when they're looking at it, they can see what kind of product it is, but then, uh, you know, we, we know what kind of person Mark is and, you know, it's good to be able to, to talk about the owner of the company and, and all that, that, that can make a difference when you're spending money on a product to know that you're spending your money with somebody that really stands behind the product and, and is a good person. Yeah. A great deal of character and uh, integrity that you just wouldn't believe in, in, in a guy. And so super great guy. And a lot of you may say, you know what, CB, I got an older boat. I looked on their website. They don't make one for my boat. It's okay. Call the number on the website. Talk to Mark. Tell him what you have. He will probably ask you to make a couple measurements in a couple places, and it's a pretty good chance he can make a step for your boat to, you know, and, and get you fixed up depending on those measurements. So definitely don't think just because you have an older boat you can't get a trick step. I know a lot of guys have got an older boat, and it's the last boat they'll own, and they can and they still was able to get a trick step for it. So check them out online, trickstep.com. Tell them English Channel sent you, and um, they won't charge you more. They'll just charge you regular price. But uh, check that out. What are you laughing about, David? You're, you've been laughing for the last few minutes. What did, what did I do now? No, I figured that's what you're going to say. Try to you know tease our listeners that you might provide something special. What? Let them. You didn't really let them down, but you know, uh, you know, it was a bit of a. Tease. You know what I'm working on? I'm working on a trick step giveaway. How, how would that be for you, David? Would you like a trick step giveaway? I would like one. I, I, cause you know, you talked about me and obviously I'm vertically challenged. And for those that didn't know, so CB had a borrowed boat when I was down in Alabama, didn't have a trick step on it. It did not. So, you know, I mean, so, you know, I, I, I got to climb more. I got to, you know, it's like climbing a wall, but the next day I go and fish with Kenneth and, you know, and made a very vertically challenged person getting it a lot simpler. So. It, does. Yeah. I, it does. I took care of David when David was with me. <laughs> but, I'm, but you know what? I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. I don't think. Getting the boat real easy, but I let him catch all the fish. I don't think David had to even climb in the boat that I was in. I think I parted at the dock and he crawled and he stepped down in the boat. And it's a long step down. I give him that, but uh, he had to get out of it at some point. He did. No, you're exactly right. He did. He did. He got out of it on the dock as I put it on the trailer and then pulled it out. Yeah. No, actually, he put it on. He put. He, he did. He put it on the trailer for me that day. I remember that. So he learned. He learned something new. So, well, we'll jump into a few little news and notes here real quick. Nothing real exciting. Is David? You're you're into all the the podcast videos and live stuff. Is LD and the MC done? Is that what I heard? Uh. I, it didn't sound like it was a pretty breakup from uh, the few things that I heard, uh, but you know, it's not, it's none of my business, but it, it, it from one person spilling their side of the story, it sounded like a, a messy divorce in a way. A so. messy divorce between Luke Duncan and, uh, and Dave Mercer. Yeah. Well, I know, 
I know Low Budget Live is still going on. Uh, I did watch it last week and a couple other ones as well. But uh, I had heard that LD and the MC was had 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 a recent divorce, and I was uh, I knew you would know. So I, I appreciate all the uh, all the details there. So for sure. And then um, I want to talk like drama not worth worrying about. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. So along with a lot of other stuff going on right now. So um, we did talk about last week that the 2022 classic coming to Hartwell in March of 2022. So excited about that. Just right down the road. And um, our, our buddy Ryan McCarthy is going to join us. So he doesn't I mean, we talked about that a little bit and he thinks I'm kidding, but he's going to join us as well next year. At the uh, the Hartwell Classic, maybe put him with Kenneth, and, and uh, since he missed Kenneth on last week's podcast, he seemed kind of down about that. He got online, he's like, "Where is everybody?" We're like, "We're right here," and he's like, "Where's Kenneth and Jason?" I'm like, "He's like, I, I where's?" And he even sent me a text. He's like, "I still miss Kenneth and Jason." I'm like, "Well, we didn't, but okay, if you did, that's fine." But so we'll have to get him in your boat, and y'all do some TV next year on Hartwell. So. Uh, if he misses me, you know, he's missing out on life, I guess. <laughs> no, he's a good dude. But I also want to talk a little bit about Angler of the Year races. we got Sabine coming up this week, and we're, well, we've are we had three tournaments so far this year uh, on the Elite Series, and Patrick Walters leading the pack by about 20 or 18 points, I guess it is, over Seth Fighter, and then Brandon Polinick right behind him in third, and then Hackney, New, and fifth. Corey Johnston, Brian Schmidt, Drew Cook, Steve Kennedy, Matt Heron, and Brandon Lester. And Hunter Stryock in your top 12 right there. And I just had to double take, had to do a double take. Steve Kennedy in ninth place in Angle of the Year points right now, Kenneth. Steve's had a good year. He has. He has. Lucky he didn't fall out of the boat and pick quick a time or two. But, I mean, Patrick Walters, that's no surprise right now for me. He is lit at the top of this of this. Of this of these rankings for the last three years, it seems like. Yeah, he's been very consistent uh, and learning in the process. That's the scary part. I mean, you know, he had tournaments that obvious. It was obvious that he was in the learning process. I mean, the one eighty one, he was doing something that that you know it, it was uh, the you know looking at the fish on on you know the the live uh, the forward sonar face forward was so, something that that he was just really kind of getting used to and he took advantage of it really quick this this kid can learn really quick he's got an open mind i mean he's it's pretty scary actually it really is um and then you know you got fighter which is a little bit of a surprise but he's had another solid year this year uh fighter in second polonic who you know three cuts three ice creams i mean he's going to get fat for long and, uh, and hey, he, he's had some incredible second days to get him there, too. He has. He has. He's worked his butt off. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's one that this year has just, has just, just been, just been grinding every single day, just grinding and getting what he needs. He's making good choices. And it seems to be going, going his way right now. And of course, there's Hackney who missed the cut at Pickwick. But I mean, you just you got to know that that did nothing but just piss him off, and um, and, and now it's just going to get really. I know it pissed him off after seeing how Lowen caught him the first two or three days, you know, doing what he was doing. So, yeah, I think the rest of the field's lucky that water came up. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right, and it started to go down on the final day. But uh, but I mean, looking through here though, you know, West Logan in 14th. That's that. 
that's a big deal there as well. Josh Strachner, uh, a rookie, you know, I believe, in 19th. Um, Christy in 21st. And then last man in right now is Drew Benton uh, with Keith Combs, Stetson Blaylock, and Ray Hanselman Jr. up there in 36th, 37th, 38th, 39th. Shanley Hughes, your first man out currently. Pipkins, who's had a who had a solid Pickwick event, he just needs to string along some solid finishes to get him over that line and get him in there. Swindle in 48th, which is a little bit of a surprise, but another surprise, two surprises here. Brandon Cobb and Scott Canterbury. Currently, after three events, 49th and 50th place in uh, in points right now. So a little surprising there on that one. But as we see the temperatures start warming up throughout the country, these tournaments are going to change. Weather's going to stabilize. I think you're going to still see quite a bit of movement in that in that list. No, you will. There, no, there's there's definitely going to be a lot of movement. It's just surprising to see some of these names so far down this early in the year. You know, I mean, it's. I know we're only three events in, but still, you you know, you were you would look. But you know, guys have had good events. Like Pat Slapper had a good event, and Pepkins had a good event at Pickwick. But the first two just weren't that great. So it's going to take a little bit to catch up. But another one, you can't – I mean, there's no ducks in this crowd, obviously. But, I mean, you can't afford to have bad tournaments, you know, the rest of the way out on the elites. So, rookie of the year uh, right now, if that'll pull up. Uh, Brian New, obviously, uh, with a 32-point lead over Justin Hamner. And then there's Strachner in third, Slapper in fourth, KG Queen in fifth. Mark Frazier, Matt Robertson, and then David's new friend, Kenta Kimura, in eighth, <laughs> uh, who will soon be on the rookie podcast, is from what I understand. Um, but uh, And then Daryl Gleason down in ninth there. But, you know, again, a good uh, good group. Th- this week's going to be going to be fun to watch. And don't forget to get your picks in on Fantasy Fishing, boys, and uh, get those in because we are picking winners, obviously, in fantasy fishing as well. We got more crap going on and more stuff to give away, to get more opportunities to get stuff on this show than uh, than most of those little other fishing podcasts that are going around. You, so you have stepped up your game this year. I mean, you, you've got you got a lot going on. Are you going to be able to keep up with all this? No, not at all. But I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying really, really hard. And uh, looking at our group right now, where did it go? Come on, computer. In our group, 2,893 folks that are fishing with us. Current leader, Diesel Fishing V. Moore is currently leading the points for us, um, for our group. So you guys, make sure you get in there and uh, get your picks in. I am ranked 1,159, so I'm middle of the pack, and I suck. And, I, and I'm not going to – I mean, just no if ands, or buts about it. I've had some bad picks the last couple of weeks, so – but uh, last couple of events, but y'all make sure you get those picks in quick because it goes off. When does it go off? Uh, here pretty quick. So uh, this week it's not tonight. I think it's tonight, Wednesday night. It'll or Thursday morning, right before right before the tournament um, is done. I'll look at it real quick and show you. But uh, make sure you get those in and uh, make sure you play. That'll be fun. Um, pro circuits, real quick. Cole Floyd leading with 384 points over Jim Neese Jr. Our buddy Dylan Hayes in third, Skeet Reese in fourth, Brandon McMillan in fifth, and Gagliardi, Bobby Lane, Zach Burge, Chris Lane, and Rusty Saluski. Um, is it Saluski? Saluski? What? Saluski. Saluski. I, I knew you would know. So again, <laughs> you've got one, one, two, three, four, five of the top ten. 
are BPT guys, and I think to play to David's point earlier, I think they should just stick to five fish fishing, don't you, David? I do, and I, I to kind of go back, you know, I don't, know if, I don't know if you guys have looked at the new format for heavy hitters, but the more wait, they wait, 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 a new format, a new I, format for heavy hitters. It's, oh, Chris didn't even know. What the it, hell? It's, it's it's a twist of what they so it's not exactly the same as it is last year. So it's still typical MLF or BPT. Try it as we I don't know go along type of a deal. So I mean they made some. I think what was it? So I think one of the key twists this year is that because the guys that make it out of the first rounds automatically get a buy into the. I forget whatever the championship day, but then there's a winning big bass each day or something or for each yeah. round. And so then those guys can still opt to fish, even though they made the cut and don't have to fish, they can still opt to fish it. Won't get, won't miss qualification because they already made it, but then they get a chance to win big bass of that day. Which is $50,000. Yep. The, the other thing is it's three lakes that they're fishing. So group A is fishing one of the lakes. Group B is fishing a second lake. What? And then when they, when the guys that come out of Group A and Group B fish the third lake, and it's my understanding that the reason why they've done this is so everybody wouldn't have to practice on all three lakes. You could just yep. focus on two. What a dumb bass! <laughs> I, you know what? As Jason would say, I've made the odds be ever. I, I just, I, I can't, I, I can't, I just it can't. It still goes back to it's stupid that they're in two different groups and you have to do this crap. That's really what it comes down to. I, I just can't. I, I'm, you know, I was going to turn it on this week. I was. I was going to turn it on and at least watch some of it and say I've so seen now, it. Now we've ruined it. Well, shit, you don't know what's who's on first, what's on second, and where's on third. I mean, what the hell? I might just go watch a baseball game. David, it would have been better if he had not known any of that and started Sorry. watching. No, no, it's better for y'all. It's better for y'all because I would have just blown the text feed up and y'all would have had to explain <laughs> it to me. And I'd have been even more pissed on next week's show. So for whoever wins the heavy hitters, good freaking luck. I don't know how you're going to do it, but, you know, good luck to you. I mean, shit. I, I, yeah. 256535 Podcast Hotline brought to you by X Zone. Did you know about this mix-up in heavy hitters, all these changes? If not, text me. Like Mama says, if you can't see something nice, just come sit by me because that's basically what's going to happen. So, Kenneth, what did you learn this week? Anything exciting? Well, I, I, I've still got maybe two stories. One story for sure. Okay. And this may not be story time. Well, I got one story on. for sure, and bring I'm still on. debating on whether I should tell the other one because yep. the other one's actually on me. And you may have to get Bill Dance queued up for me. Okay. What a dumb bass. <laughs> I got it. Straight and roll. So what you got? But first first I'll go with the with a good story. Okay. So you know, I was at Del Hollow. Well, second day I'm paired with a guy. Well, I'm tempted to call him a kid. <laughs> He's so a kid. I, you know, when I talked to him the night before, I could tell he was young. And he didn't really say a whole lot. He right. just, you know, kind of where we meet and how we're doing it. And he was there with his dad. I knew that. So he was coming to the ramp with his dad. 
but but usually these guys ask you, you know, what are you doing? You know, what do I need to bring? He didn't ask any of that. I mean, this this cat was he was ready to go. Okay. I thought, all right, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good day. This guy's this guy doesn't really care what I'm doing. He's gonna do his thing. Uh, which is which it was pretty cool. Okay. Um, shows up to the ramp, and uh, I'm I'm already launched. I'm I'm there tied up to the dock. He comes, you know, he comes in with his dad, and and he. His dad drops him off the dock and he walks over and puts his stuff in the boat. I'm looking at him and think, man, this this cat's young. <laughs> so he, he gets all of his gear ready and, and he's, I mean, he's in a great mood and we're chit chatting. I finally look at him. I said, How old are you? He said, I'm 17. 17. Wow. 17. Wow. I thought, How cool is that? That's awesome. 17 years old. You're traveling with your dad. He's fishing as a, as a, you know, as a boater and you're, you're a co angler. That's really cool. So, you know, I thought, you know, this is, this is going to be a great day. If nothing else, if nothing else, I'm spending a day with a 17 year old and I'm going to make sure that, that at the end of the day, that, that I've given him a, a, a positive influence or make sure. sure it's been a positive day for him. Right. So, you know, throughout the day, and I mean, he, you know, he was great to work with. He knew what he was doing. He was a great caster. He was very prepared. I mean, he caught that, that four, four, three pretty early in the day. He got pretty excited. He had goose egg the, the day before, so he was glad to, to have something to weigh in. It was good fish, and he catches uh, he catches another later on. He ends up with you know with two solid fish that he weighed in. But just a super kid all day long. I was just I was just really impressed with him, and um, it, it just I don't know. It just made me think of you know how I was when I got started and, and all that. And, and this kid, he fishes high school tournaments. We talked a lot about that, and you know what he does. He says that his spring break was actually, you know, the next week, which is this week, but his teachers uh, let him take his schoolwork with him and he was doing schoolwork at night. Really? So even on practice days, he was fishing during the day and doing schoolwork at night. Oh, wow. That's cool. Didn't phase him one bit. Um, but it was just, it was, I want to, sh- and his name is Landon Huff. So shout out to Landon Huff. I told him about English Channel. Maybe he's listening. Hopefully he's listening, but <laughs> it was a very enjoyable day for me. And it just kind of, uh, even though I didn't fish very well in the tournament, it kind of put everything in perspective for me. And um, it, it just kind of helped me have a, a great experience, even though I didn't do as well in the tournament as, as, I, as I wanted to. Sure. Well, that's cool. Growing the sport of fishing, Mr. Grover is. How about that? So, all right. Now. I'm sure I'm sure he helped me more than I helped him. <laughs> well, you know what? You learn something new every day. That's what my daddy has always told me. You learn something new every day, uh, whether it's good or bad. You learn something new every day, and I'll never forget. I um, I, I worked with a friend in Nashville one time on a um, a, a little a little uh, youth group deal there with his church, and I went up early and I fished the Cumberland there, uh, the river there through Nashville, and um, it was high and muddy and, and never been there before, and just kind of messing around and planking here and there, and. Um, the kids were asking me that night, uh, you know, did he, did he catch anything? Did you catch anything? And I said, no, didn't catch anything, but I learned a lot. And, um, and you know, one kid mentioned that to me later on in the weekend. He's like, I was really impressed by that. And you do. I mean, you, you know, you, you, you can learn something new every day and, um, you know, from anybody. So I, I will tell you this. It was, uh, we were getting kind of late in the day and we were in an area where we, we were catching fish. We kind of had to have them figured out in this area and we, I, I was coming up to this lay down tree and I just, I knew there had to be a fish in there. And I said, I said, I'm going to give this one to you. I'm not going to make a cast. In you. <laughs> I said, but you better catch it. 
So he was he was surprised. He said, "You sure?" He said, "You you know, go ahead, fish it." He, I mean, he was he made sure he didn't throw anywhere that I wanted to throw throughout the day. I mean, he was right. uh, he was this kid knew what he was doing. But I gave it to him, and he made several casts, several casts, and all of a sudden, I, I you know, and I'm working I'm working ahead. I'm just kind of keeping the boat where he could still still fish it. Right. And I see him, or I feel him set the hook, and I look back, and it rods boat over, and all of a sudden it comes unhooked. And he looks at me. He said, that was a big one. <laughs> he said, that was bigger than the four and a half that I'd caught. Oh, wow. Wow. So we're thinking, you know, five plus range. But and he was excited because he got the bite, but it's a little, he was a little upset that it got off. <laughs> but that, that, I thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. All right. Well, tell us your second one. Give us the one on you now. <laughs> so I should, I guess I should have told this one first so no one would remember it. But. <laughs> So I'm staying in a house with two guys, um, and it was kind of, I was kind of parked in front of the house in the yard. It was kind of dark, and it was, uh, I don't know, one of the days of practice. Well, it was it was the first day that I had actually plugged my charger in. So this would have been uh, Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. because uh, we were, you follow Saturday, I fished Sunday, fished Monday, and did, finally plugged in my charger Monday night. So, you know, I get all my gear ready to go um, Tuesday morning and I, I leave. You know, I'm headed to the ramp and I'm going to, it's about seven miles away, uh, Starpoint Marina. And I, 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 I pull through there and I go to the ramp that's at the end of the road, which is where I put in the, you know, the last time I was there it was the steepest one and the and water, I couldn't even see the ramp. The water was up in the, up in the parking lot. So wow. I, I'm trying to. I go down to one of the other ramps and I kind of find an area to pull over and I stop. And I see this boat coming back that, that had passed me. I remember seeing him when he passed me and he's coming back. So I get out of the truck and I look back and I see something kind of hanging off the back of my boat. I'm thinking, what in the world is that? And it dawns on me what it is. It's, it's the extension cord. <laughs> for a battery charger. <laughs> I had... Now it was a short one and it was dark green, so I wouldn't have seen it. I mean, it's not, I, I got a red one, but I had to have two of them together. Right. And it's, it's a short, it's like a, I don't know, 30, 40 foot green one just hanging from the back of my boat. I can't believe it made it, made it all the way there. <laughs> and I kind of get out and I realize it and he opens the truck and he's laughing. Because <laughs> he, he passed me and saw it dangling and turned around and came back. That's awesome. He's like, uh, he's like, Start laughing. I said, "You didn't see that, did you?" He said, "I, I'm not going to talk about it." <laughs> He's the one that actually helped. We helped each other get in. So I said, "Come on, we're, we're going to help each other. You can't tell anybody about this." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I drug that thing seven miles down the road. Wow, that's All awesome. Road. You know, I was able to unhook it, put it in my truck. I still use it the next night. That's why. That's why yellow, lime green, or pink or my three choices in the uh, extension course because pretty good chance I'm going to see them hooked up when I walk out in the middle of the night. At least I hope I will. So. But the first the first thing I thought of once I realized what had happened, I thought of Bill Dance. <laughs> that's it. That's it. What a dumb bass. And there you are. So that's uh, that's for sure. That's, that's good stuff. Well, David, what did you learn this week? So I don't have any stories like uh, Kenneth does, but – um, I guess a lot of our listeners might assume that, you know, we're kind of MI, well, maybe not us, but maybe CB's a bit anti-MLF-ish, but uh, I'm not, I want to give I'm not, credit. No, 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 Back the truck up, young, young grasshopper. <laughs> I am not anti-MLF. 
I didn't say I am, more. I said some some of our listeners might think that. I am not. We hell, we had the Toyota Series guy on the freaking okay. show tonight. I'm not anti MLF. I'm anti all the bullshit the BPT puts out. That's what I'm anti. That's it. But anyway, finish. Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. So, but I want to give him kudos because you know, you know, again, the guys at the top. You know, I don't know them personally, but the impression I get off of those guys is that they don't have. They're very serious. You know, have they don't like have a whole you know funny bone inside of them, but. Uh, they had a pretty good prank or April Fool's joke with their ban of the Max Scent stuff. So, I mean, I give them credit for that. Because I looked at the press release and, like, I don't even see in this whole press release that says April Fool's. And, and it's the day before, you know, March 31st. I'm like, oh, okay, that's I'll publish it. It's coming from Joe Opeger. And yeah. I'm assuming it's legit. So, I'm like, all right, I'll put it out, you know. But, you know, I give them credit. You know, they, they, they had a very good uh, April Fool's joke. Um a lot of our, you know, a lot of the people that don't like MLF, <laughs> some of our listeners chimed in uh, on our social medias uh, about it as well. But yeah, kudos to them for that. Though. The the video that Gunpowder put out, the Zoom video where they were all having a conversation, <laughs> and and Doyd Bucket told them about what's going to happen. Watching their reactions because you can already if you watch Lucas. And Joe Lee, they're getting antsy already about this deal, right? Because they're trying to figure out why one why they're on why they're on the call, but two, I mean, you can kind of see it's it's getting it's fixing to get get right, you know. <laughs> and then they ban it, and you I mean you see, I mean, I know Justin pretty well. You see, you know, the looks and the head swinging, and you're like, here we go, this is it, this is this is good. And, um, yeah, that was – I had it in my nose talk about it and I forgot about it, so I'm glad you brought it up. But I, I do give them credit on that. That was a pretty good marketing deal um, as a whole. I thought it was – I thought it was pretty good. I agree. So It would have been much funnier, I think, if Boyd Duckett said, you're forced to use Boyd Duckett baits, then I think that would have been the ultimate exclamation point well, on that. Well, I, I was – I was traveling or doing no something. One that no, I was doing something when it when it happened, and when I when I saw it come through, and you had put it online, and then all of a sudden we all start texting about it, and so I'm like googling, you know, I'm, I'm on the MLF site and I'm looking at their sponsors, and I'm going, you know what, if these idiots are this brain dead to ban a sponsor's product, then. I'm, I'm hell. We're damn royalty over here, you know. I mean, shit. You you got to be kidding me if you're going to take a sponsor's problem. Like that that's that's I believe what I call it suicide, Kenneth. I mean, in my text somewhere, I mean, like that's that's you know freaking suicide on their part. But you knew it had to be a joke. But for the for the guys in the video, I mean, it was it was impressive. I, I do give them credit on that. That was that was a great joke. And a great prank and a great that's probably one of the best April Fool's jokes or April Fool's Day deals that I that I've seen. Outside of <clears throat> Auburn trying to grow blue grass, that's uh, <laughs> you know, that was probably the best one that I've seen. So uh, that was uh, that was pretty good. So but uh, Well Auburn just keeps making you proud. Do what now? Auburn just keeps making you proud. Like you have no idea. You have no freaking idea right now, so at all. But yeah, it's uh, it's good times. So, but as always, folks, if you made it this far in the show, 
Shoot me a text, 256-535-3217. Lucky texture number three will get a brand new Angler's Channel hat that is currently being made as we record this. So please do that, 256-535-3217, the X-Zone hotline. Hey, I might even throw some X-Zone baits in there as well for you to, to check out. Um, we do encourage you guys to subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast app, as always. If you like the show, go ahead and share it with your mom and them. If you don't like the show, let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, with that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, your winner from the Dale Holler Toyota Series, Mr. Adam Wagner for the Angler's Channel Circus, Mr. Kenneth Grover, Mr. David Zong. I'm Chris Brown. Y'all have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Wash your damn hands. Wear your damn face mask for a few more days. And put on that PFD. Buff it up tight. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource. 